Single-use plastic items are in the crosshairs of the federal government with a proposed ban to be in place by 2021. While plastics appear to be the environmental boogeyman, will it result in tangible benefits? Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. Prime Minister Trudeau made the policy announcement earlier this month. Environmental groups, they applauded the move. All the Conservatives, well, they saw it more as a distraction from the issues that have been dragging down the Liberals. Now, this is far from new in the Western world. The city of Philadelphia is poised to bring in a 15-cent price tag on reusable plastic bags with a ban on single-use ones. The state of Vermont has brought in the most comprehensive ban on single-use plastics. Let's face it, single-use plastics were created to help with our busy modern lives. But with every convenience comes a cost. And who hasn't seen those plastic bags snagged in trees or blowing across a parking lot like tumbleweeds? Or the straw. The plastic straw became a symbol for all that is wrong with single-use products when a video was uploaded of a sea turtle having one removed from its nostril. More than 33 million YouTube views and counting. And it's hard to argue with that evidence. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business, which represents thousands of small businesses, was critical of the move, saying there was no, con- there was no consultation and no consideration of what it means for those businesses. Consumer advocates point to rising costs for consumers and question whether it will be effective considering Canada's relatively minor contribution to plastics pollution. United Nations figures show nearly 9 million tons of plastic bottles, packaging, and other waste enter the ocean each year, killing marine life and entering the human food chain. Straws add up to about 2,000 tons. They also account for about 4% of the plastic trash by a number of pieces. Up to 95% of all plastic found in the world's oceans, though, comes from just 10 source rivers, which are all in developing countries, which is why critics see the focus of the policy to be off base. Today on the Unpublished Cafe, we're going to take a look at the political value of the policy decision with Caroline Andrew, Director of the Center of Governance at the University of Ottawa. First, to find out more about the industry and the impacts on it, if the announcement becomes reality, I'd like to welcome Isabel Deschain, Executive Vice President of the Canadian Chemistry Association of Canada. And welcome, Isabel. Thank you, Ed. Who makes up Pleasure the, to be here. Well, I'm glad you could join us. Who makes up the association? Um, we have over 50 members, and they are uh, they're large chemical companies, industrial chemical companies, and some brand owners and uh, chemical recyclers. So they include companies like Dow, uh, one of the largest plastic manufacturers in the world, uh, Nova Chemicals, um, Imperial, also BASF, and um, uh, groups like uh, chemical recyclers like PyroWave. So uh, a broad range of uh, companies with $58 billion in revenue and um, about $40 billion in uh, exports last year. So when the Prime Minister made the announcement about this single-use plastics ban, was the industry, the association, given a heads-up that this was on the horizon? We were. Uh, we've been talking with the federal government for uh, a good while now. We started working with them on consultations last year when um, when the Prime Minister announced that Canada was going to host the G7 and as part of its presidency was going to focus on uh, ocean health and marine litter. And so we worked really closely with them on the uh, Ocean Plastics Charter in terms of providing advice and feedback. We've also been working with um, uh, federal government and the provinces on the uh, Canadian Council of Ministers of the Environment, um, their zero plastic waste strategy. And they're getting set this week, actually, to um, issue the action plan to sort of activate that strategy. So we've... um, 
you know, they understand our position on a number of things. We were uh, given a bit of a heads up about the announcement, though we weren't really talking about bans with them. Um, so that came as a bit of a surprise to us, but certainly um, the, the work around extended producer responsibility and um, uh, thoughts around harmonizing the uh, the plastics that are collected and um, uh, sort of monitoring and tracking and working closely with the provincial governments was something that we were aware of. Now, from your perspective, will a single-use ban on on these a ban on single-use plastics will it will it have an impact on the Canadian environment? Well, so the the interesting thing is that you know we we thoroughly believe that bans aren't really the answer. I mean, our problem is that we have a, a collection issue. We have an infrastructure problem. So, collecting uh, the plastics, uh, recovering them, and recycling them, repurposing them into other products, and making sure that they don't go into the environment. So, um, a number of those items, when you see them in your, blue, they're really not in your blue box, right? And so, um, we have. Um, you know, if you just look at Ontario, there are 246 municipalities, and every single municipality uh, collects different kinds of products. So, um, work around extended producer responsibility that the uh, federal government highlighted in its announcement is incredibly um, positive. Uh, we've had we've seen some positive impacts of that in uh, Quebec and in British Columbia, where higher numbers of products are recycled. The uh, the effective recycling rate for plastics is 75% compared to about 10% or so that we see uh, nationally. So I think investments in the infrastructure and really looking at new technologies and innovations. Um, we've got a number of companies here in Canada that are right on the cusp of commercializing um, technologies around uh, chemical recycling. So that means taking those plastics and keeping them in the economy um, so the difficult to recycle plastics can be um, uh, through things like microwave technologies can be converted back to from polymers to the original monomers or can be repurposed into other products like synthetic diesels and, and the like. So there's some really interesting work going on there and it allows us to um, ensure that we keep the, the, the valuable feedstock that is the, the um, post-consumer plastic in the economy. Isabel Deshane is joining us on the Unpublished Cafe. She's the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Chemistry Association of Canada as we talk about the proposed ban on single-use plastics. And you mentioned uh, a couple of surprises. You didn't expect the ban when you when you were talking with the federal government about this, as well the extended responsibility. And uh, how, how do you see that impacting the, uh, the, the industry? Well, um, in terms of the uh, extended producer responsibility, uh, it looks like it will be industry-led, which is a good thing. It means that some producers and, and large brand owners can actually um, have a say in how the plastics are collected, what kinds of plastics are collected, and uh, where they go. So what that will allow us to do is um, help harmonize the types of plastics that are collected in, in the various provinces. We've seen, uh, uh, as I said, we've seen a great example in British Columbia where you can be at work, at play, at home, you can be in northern BC or on uh, the island, and all of the same plastics are being collected. And what that does is it creates some, uh, it creates critical mass 
in terms of around specific plastic types and allows us to also ensure that we're creating markets for recycled content because we're able to collect much more of it. So it stays out of the landfill, um, collecting the right plastics that producers need in terms of the, uh, the products that they're making. And also it creates that critical mass for um, recycled content as we think about uh, and as governments think about um, whether or not to set targets in terms of recycled content limits. You know, the the association is supporting the circular economy. The prime minister used that phrase uh, during his mm-hmm. announcement. What is the circular economy and what's the role of the association? Well, you know, we're we're chemical production, right? And so 95, um, 95% of all of the world's manufactured products include an element of chemistry in them, whether it's, um, you know, uh, wind turbines or wraps for your food, etc. So what as part of the circular economy, the idea is that when you're using, um, you're producing the products, it goes through and it goes through its uh, useful life. Consumers can then take it in, it, it can either, um, those products that are recyclable, like packaging and, and the like, um, go through uh, a mechanical recycling approach and are ground down and create new products, such as some um, plastic bottles, for instance, are a great example of a, uh, a product that goes from being a plastic bottle to being a plastic bottle. And then those more difficult um, products still stay within that cycle, but they, through things like pyrolysis or chemical recycling, can be converted into uh, new chemicals. The molecules are broken down, and therefore they can be, they can be returned into 100% um, uh, plastic products, or they can be returned into diesels and, and waxes and um, granules for roofing tiles. So the idea is that you're keeping that plastic within that economy rather than it going to landfill. So you're trying to recover it at every opportunity. Isabel Deshane joining us from the Canadian Chemistry Association on the Unpublished Cafe as we talk about the proposed ban on single-use plastics in Canada. And and I'm wondering, Isabel, at this point, do you see this uh, as you know, we talk about a ban on, on something like that? Will that mean the industry will no longer make anything that's single-use plastic? Well, it's... Um I mean, one of the things before a ban can take effect, what the federal government is um, doing is the science to better understand the impacts of the the various plastics on the environment and on human health. So having that science in place, um, if if it's uh, if the science tells us that there's a problem with with one plastic or another, then there's the opportunity to put in place a, 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 something to manage the plastic. Um, our concern when you talk about wholesale bans is that we have, um, you know, we're the lowest carbon intensive chemistry industry in the world because we have low carbon feedstocks. We use natural gas liquids as feedstocks, hydroelectricity, biomass. And so other jurisdictions, even Europe and, um, and, and the U.S., use coal, use, uh, use um, uh, heavy crude. And so, you know, we're able to produce these really terrific products. 
And, and, and we're looking at um, a couple of uh, companies here in Canada that are looking to make final investment decisions in terms of um, whether they will uh, choose Canada or choose the U.S. or another jurisdiction uh, to do their uh, investments. So it, when, when you're having conversations about bans, um, you know, you're risking uh, the flight of that, those investment dollars. And those are billions of dollars and thousands of jobs for Canadians. So I think what the uh, prime minister said in the announcement was the, you know, they're also going to have to look at some of those socioeconomic factors and really try to understand um, what that means. Our member companies are, are uh, a number of them are fairly large, so they'll, they could, you know, they'll be able to innovate and pivot and and work to solve other problems. But you have a lot of the um, people within the plastics manufacturing chain, the ones that do the packaging and that. There's sort there's smaller to medium-sized businesses. And so that can, that can have um, uh, an impact on, on uh, you know, companies that have under 100 employees. So I think the, the government is being smart about really focusing on the science and taking a science-based approach in terms of understanding what the impacts are. But then they'll also have to think about, um, once they do come to a decision, think about what those uh, socioeconomic impacts are going to be as well. Isabel, I want to thank you for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for taking the time. Isabel Deshane is the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Chemistry Association of Canada. The announcement earlier this month about the ban on single-use plastics in Canada received international attention. Also saw a flub of the event with the Prime Minister sputtering an answer about how they deal with those items in his home. But the proposal has political implications, not just for the Liberals, but all parties in Canada. And to get some political perspective on the announcement, I'm pleased to be joined by Caroline Andrew. She's the director of the Center of Governance at the University of Ottawa. And, and Caroline, when did the Prime Minister see this as an issue to be dealt with? I think he sees it because he knows the political uh, importance for the young generation who, uh, for the Next election, it's really important to see whether they'll vote or not. They're maybe not so partisan as another generation, but he wants obviously wants them to vote. And I think this issue has real meaning uh, for those sort of of the this generation that is all about social media and all about uh, the the way things are depicted in the media. And this question of the plastic has really had an enormous effect with all the things we see now in the media about how, you know, the number of fish and kinds of fish and who are dying because their stomachs are completely blocked up with plastic. And I think this is why it has political significance, because this generation, um, as I say, which is perhaps less partisan than other generations, but is much more affected by um, a couple of issues, you know, global warming and um, and the persistence um, and the decline of certain animals. Uh, and the loss of this variety of living creatures. And so I think that's why it has, um, why Trudeau is picking up on this, because he he needs to mm. find some winning issues. Uh, I was going to say, you mentioned that this generation is, is less partisan. 
How do you come to that that conclusion? Well, I think I think I'm right in saying that the number of uh, I mean, there are a lot of young people who are members of formal political parties, but I think that uh, that there are also a lot of this generation isn't so interested in the formal mechanisms like political parties, but is much more interested in, if you want, not symbolic issues, but climate change is an enormous um, issue, I think, for this generation. That and probably coming to grips with the question of um, our relationship with Aboriginal Canadians. But I think that climate change is one of the issues. And as we know, it's going to affect, well, as we certainly learned this spring, it, it's affecting Canada in a very uh, dramatic way because so much of our uh, water that comes here comes from very far up in the north. And as that's changing, uh, it's changing the way our cities behave here or what happens to the cities. You know, when we, we look at the uh, the announcement on this uh, ban on single-use plastics, would you call this a, a political win for the Liberals? Or are they just trying to get ahead of everybody else? Um, I think it's... Well, I think you're right. It, in my mind, it's a political win because they're trying to get ahead of other people. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that when we come to the election, they're going to have a position that's dramatically different from the other parties, um, uh, perhaps even less progressive than, say, the NDP. But the real battle for the pro- uh, for the next election is the Liberals versus the Conservatives. And so uh, I think they they hope to get, sort of make claims on this issue before the writs for the election have Come, come about. Now, our last last podcast, we looked at the Green Party and, and its surge in Canada. They topped 12% support. Much of that was uh, uh, Green Party people or, or Liberals kicking the Green Party tires. So you, you see this as something to get ahead of the Green Party maybe before they get something going. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I mean, obviously the Green Party has, a, has better positions on this. But I think when it comes to the next federal election, my sense is that people are going to say this is a this is an election between the conservatives and the liberals. Um, my preference might be green, but I really, if you're a sort of left of the middle, I really uh, would prefer. Um, the Liberals to the Conservatives. So I think that that may come up when, because as, well, as we know, in our electoral system, um, there's really less room for third parties when it comes to a national election. Caroline Andrew is joining us. She's the director of the Center on Governance at the University of Ottawa. As we talk about the political implications of the proposed ban on single-use plastics in Canada. And, and Caroline, the Conservatives dismiss the announcement as no plan, no thought, and just a distraction. Do they do that at their peril if the environment is a serious concern for Canadians as we, we do hear it is? I think they do a bit. 
but their voters are probably uh, not the ones who are going to put that first. So it may be a it may be not a bad political position to say, you know, this is all about employment. This is not about these are. What you're talking about is a fringe issue. It's really about good jobs for Canadians, or uh, and and certainly, I think one of the big drawing cards in every election is the way the parties feel about um, the economy and the whether there'll be jobs for them and jobs for their children. Their children are perhaps also worried about jobs, but they're also worried about other things like the survival of the planet. You know, it's interesting. I've, I had a conservative strategist tell me when we were we were talking about issues facing Canadians and, and when the environment was the number one issue, he told me that, well, if the environment's the number one issue with Canadians and everything else is going pretty well. Uh, that's... Uh that that may be a correct, but I still think that at the time of the election, there will be a, a differentiation on the positions with the Conservatives probably talking more about, you know, it may not be new good jobs, it may be maintaining the jobs that we have now, uh, but I think it will be, the in a way, the economic issues. Do you think putting the onus on those who produce plastic, making them responsible for the full cost of cleanup, do you think that's going to backfire on the Liberals? Um, I imagine that they'll come up with a position with government support for helping those industries come up with better solutions. And that could be with... Um, some pilot projects that would be um, looking at small community groups who have got some new way of not using plastics. And uh, so it could be little, I don't say little, but, um, you know, a number of projects spread across the country for relatively small amounts of money, but for doing, um, trying to think of new ways to, um, to get what we want without using single-issue plastics. So I think it, they could do it in a number of ways um, and, and still, still, I think, come up to looking perhaps more interesting to that young generation of voters, or at least that's certainly what they hoped they could do. There's been an, an awful lot of international attention to this announcement. Do you think that was part of the reason for doing it? I think that's that's true as well. We we we've recently not looked probably so dominant on the international stage, um, and this is probably a good thing to give us uh, some worldwide attention uh, to all the youth uh, who look at everything across the world in on their cell phones and will feel perhaps better about being a Canadian um, because they're getting good publicity for for an important project. Caroline, I want to thank you for joining us. Not at all. Always a pleasure.
I want to thank Caroline Andrew, Director at the Center of Governance at the University of Ottawa, for her analysis, as well Isabel Deshane, Executive Vice President with the Chemistry Association of Canada. And now it's your time to chime in on this issue. Why do you think the Liberals announced a ban on single-use plastics? A, a distraction from scandals and gaffes. The environment is a key issue for the federal election. Bringing back Green and NDP supporters who voted Liberal in 2015 or international pressure. You can make your voice heard and let us know by logging on to the unpublished.vote and choose one of those options. I want to thank you for listening to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand.